Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a fun episode of the Pipe Bomb Show. I'm your host, John Pipe Bomb. This is going to be a fun one. WWE has put out a list of John Cena's top. 10 Greatest Rivals. We're going to go down. I'll give my opinion. I'll give it. Let's see what we have. I know, right right off the bat. Right off the bat. Let's just go. Let's just dive in. You know what? Let's start at number one. Number one. Randy Orton. Um, everyone knows the jokes that Randy and, and Cena have wrestled about a hundred times. Probably even more than that, actually. Um, but his greatest rival, I'm talking about I mean, there was a period where I think Randy and Cena had a good feud. It was it was the time they had a series of matches. I think they had a match at like like at a SummerSlam, then it was at like uh, Hell in a Cell, and then Bragging Rights. Like it was it was three of them. Because these these two kept switching titles back and forth. Like they had a, I think it was a, a there was an I Quit match. There was a Hell in a Cell match. There was an I Quit match. There was a, uh, a Iron Man match. I think that time period was the best feuding time for these two. Honestly. But number one, in my opinion, is number two on WWE's list, Edge. I think, now I'm not, I'm not talking just because Randy and, and Cena have wrestled a lot, a lot. I'm not talking in terms of just wrestling each other. I'm talking about a combination of wrestling and storyline and sort of like intensity. I think it goes to Edge. Edge made you feel like he really hated Cena. In every feud they had, I remember him beating Cena in Boston for the WWE title, then losing the title in Canada, in Toronto, I think. That's where Edge is from, or Montreal. Um, Losing in a TLC match. I remember that. 
there was the Nexus uh, invasion where Edge did not want to team up with Cena because he didn't like Cena. He hated Cena. I mean, him and Chris Jericho, they both hated Cena at the time, and they were like, we're not going to team with you. We hate you. And then, obviously, at the end, Edge, you know, just goes, you know what? Got to put our differences aside. Like a classic movie. Your rival, your enemy. But at the end of the day, if someone, a bigger enemy comes along to take you out or to take out, you know, you know, take control of the land, the territory. You say, you say, you know what? I hate your guts, but I'll team with you to take out this other guy. So, for me, it's Edge. Like I said, it was always intense with Edge. Edge made you feel like he legitimately hated Cena. He didn't like Cena, whatever the case. So I would switch Edge and um, Randy. Like I said, Randy had more matches with him. Edge just felt like each time they fought mattered. If that makes any sense to you guys. I'm pretty sure it does. Number three. They have Batista. And in all honesty. I don't know why Batista's up here. I would not put Batista. As one of Cena's greatest. Rivals. Or opponents. I remember these two just facing off, I believe, twice. Not facing off, like, matches. I mean in terms of um, feuds. There was the one feud that led up to SummerSlam, which it was both of them as baby faces, where Batista legitimately injured... Cena off of a, a off of a power bomb, and then their feud leading up to uh, WrestleMania 26, and then it led into you know two more matches. It was WrestleMania 26. Then after that, it was a Last Man Standing match where Cena duct taped Batista's legs, and then it was an I Quit match where Batista quit. Cena still hit him with the AA off of a car through the stage. And then Batista, the next night, quit WWE and left. That's it. Those are the only two times. It was really just two feuds. I would not put him so high up. At number three, does he crack the top ten? Sure. He cracks the top ten, but not number three for me. 
And if I give it time, I could probably rearrange the order, but I just know what goes and what doesn't go in the top 10. That's what I'm doing right now. Batista is top 10, not top five. No. Number four, The Rock. Um, The Rock is a big feud. Now, you could say it's kind of like Batista situation. These two only feuded twice. Once for WrestleMania uh, 28 and once for WrestleMania 29. This one's different, though. You see, for Batista's feud, like I said, you know, they they feuded to, to SummerSlam, so about a month to build that match. Then you had uh, WrestleMania and the two pay-per-views after. So let's say about four months in total of these guys feuding. With The Rock, Cena kept it up for months, even a year. Cena won the WWE title after announcing he was going to face The Rock. And said, I'm going to hold on to... He's basically holding the storyline together for a year. Cena did. I'm going to hold this WWE title for a year. And our match is going to be for the WWE title because I'm going to hold this belt till then. It's definitely more memorable than any of the Batista stuff. I I don't know if would I put the I put the rock at 5. I wouldn't put him at 4. Um, but now I gotta look at the everybody else and check the criteria. But anyway, The Rock, him and The Rock, you gotta remember they had that even before WrestleMania, they had that tag team match to build, not even for that Survivor Series match against Miz and Truth. They were still kind of building off of the fact that at WrestleMania, in six months or whatever, they were going to face each other. It's obviously more memorable because it's a big name like The Rock. Everybody remembers them taking jabs at each other. Cena shooting on The Rock. Saying that he has his promos written on his forearm. Everyone remembers that. So it is a it is a top five memorable feud, if anything. Their second match at Mania, eh. Their first match was alright. But let's keep going. Number five, Brock Lesnar. 
I don't know what these, what the criteria for this is, because because Brock Lesnar, I know he feuded with Cena when Cena first started, started catching fire. Hell, Cena named the F his own finisher after the F5. He called it the FU. It was his take on it. You know, sets him up the same, picks him up for a fireman's carry. But instead of spinning him, he just dumps him over. Then when, uh, when Brock came back, Cena was the first few. They had an Extreme Rules match. Great match. Didn't do anything with Cena. And then... That squash match at uh, SummerSlam. Brock beats him with, what was it, 16 Germans and two F5s. The quickest, one of one of the, the, the quickest Cena matches you'll ever see. And then eventually Cena faces uh, Brock and Seth in a great uh, triple threat match at Royal Rumble. That's about it with Brock. Does Brock even, you know, crack the top five? I don't think so. Top ten, sure. Top five, no. Even though that SummerSlam match, no one will ever forget. You know what? No one's going to ever forget that SummerSlam match because of the squash. And people still talk about that triple threat match at Royal Rumble. And you need Seth, Cena, and Brock for that. So maybe maybe he's there. He's in the top ten for sure. Number six. This is who I would put in the top five. This is number four or three for me. Triple H. Triple H always seemed like a good foil for for Cena. Whether Triple H was a babyface or a heel, if he was a heel, he was doing everything to keep Cena from the title. If he was a babyface, he was a good rival, a good adversary for Cena. So... I would put I'd put Triple H there. Even though we never got Cena and Triple H one on one at WrestleMania. That always felt like oh no, we did. We did. I'm trying to figure out who we never Oh, we never got Cena and Randy. That's what I'm confusing it with. We never got Cena and Randy at WrestleMania. We got Cena and Triple H. We got them for a couple feuds uh, after Mania. But like I said, Triple H would always come back if he was a heel. He was always going after the title if he was a rival. You know, it worked. So I'd put Triple H in the top five. I'd put, in my top five would have Randy Edge, Triple H. And The Rock, for sure. I don't know who would five would be. But let's keep going. 
Number seven, AJ Styles. AJ Styles came into WWE not that long ago. I want to think it's four or five years now. AJ Styles, I've seen from TNA right off the bat. When I saw AJ Styles, I was like, this is my guy. At the time he was doing, he was the, he was the lackey. He was the, the sidekick with Christian and Tom Cole. Then he was with Kurt Angle and, and, and Tom Cole. He was the prince of phenomenal at the time. I didn't know he just went by the phenomenal one or anything like that. All I knew him as the Prince of Phenomenal. Then he drops it. Then, you know, I just, he was just one of those guys where I'm pretty sure there's been plenty, plenty of people who, when they first started watching wrestling, they saw Cena. And they said, I like this guy. This is my guy. I'm going to watch all of his stuff. I'm watching because of him. That's what AJ Styles was for me. AJ Styles, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, AJ Styles was the John Cena of TNA. He was the top guy. He was the go-to. If he was not in the world title picture, you were still looking to see where he was on the card. He was still having a match. You were still following what he was doing. And it was always a dream. People always put, you know, back in the day, I remember, what if one day, you know, TNA versus WWE, who would you match up? And one of the only, one of the top two always was Cena and AJ Styles. AJ Styles was that guy. He was the guy in TNA. Second, I think would be Randy. Cause Randy at the time was like number two. And Samoa Joe. And we've gotten both of those matches in WWE. I think Samoa Joe's was in multi-man matches, not one-on-one, but same thing. So when AJ Styles first came in, you know, he had a couple matches, but I think it was Cena coming out. And I forgot what Cena did, but he came out, and I think he issued a challenge. Not the U.S. challenge or anything. And AJ Styles came out. And the roof came off the arena. With everyone going nuts. Seeing these two guys who you thought would never, never, ever touch each other. Cena would never go to TNA. AJ Styles will never come to WWE. And it was right there in front of us. And people went 
nuts. AJ Styles. He had the first match with Cena. I believe it was like on one of their throwaway pay-per-views. There was cheating going on. So the next pay-per-view, they did a six-man tag. But then at SummerSlam, a one-on-one match. AJ Styles, John Cena. And AJ won. AJ then became WWE champion. Had a triple threat match with uh, Ambrose and Cena and AJ. That was really good. And then at the Royal Rumble, John Cena gets title number 16. A 16-time world champion tying Ric Flair by beating AJ Styles. That, I think, alone has to put AJ in the top five. Cena got his 16th world title. He's had some of the best matches with AJ. They just worked. AJ and and Cena just had the best matches together. It worked. But let's keep going. Number eight. I could keep going. I could keep going on and on just talking about AJ and Cena. Number eight, Kurt Angle. Cena made his um, debut against Kurt. I don't remember early on the feuds with Kurt and Cena, really. I know there was a part in in uh, later on when Cena was WWE champion and Cena and Kurt were having matches. Um, I don't remember anything past that. Obviously, because Kurt went on to TNA. Not a lot to say. I'm pretty sure they had really good matches together. Nothing I can think of. Nothing that stands out to me. Number nine. JBL. You could say... That this feud with JBL made made Cena. You can make that argument. Cena was up and coming. He beat JBL at uh, at WrestleMania, and they just kept feuding with each other. I forgot what match it was where Cena was just all bloodied and busted open and JBL and he beat JBL and he's just there, bloodied up, holding that WWE title. That was around the same time where basically Triple H made Batista. 
You show how good Batista is. You show how Cena is when they have these long feuds. Batista with Triple H. Cena with JBL. That feud probably made Cena. So it definitely has to be in the top 10. Number 10. Unfortunately, I don't agree with. The Miz. Now, have they had interesting feuds? Yes. Have they had entertaining feuds? Yes. Have they been good competitively? Unfortunately, no. I remember when The Miz at the beginning was doing the whole um, Chris Jericho calling out Goldberg thing. I don't know if you any of you remember. But Miz would come out, challenge Cena... And Cena wouldn't, Cena wouldn't respond. He wouldn't. And Miz would say, well, I won technically by forfeit. And then finally, they fought one-on-one. Cena just beat him clean. Uh, years later, Cena challenged Miz at WrestleMania for the WWE title. Not the best main event for WrestleMania. Miz was a good heel. He was a good talker. My thing with the Miz is he is not believable when it comes to facing Cena. He could be believable facing Daniel Bryan. He's been believable and had good matches against Dolph Ziggler. But something about Cena does not make me believe that Miz is believable in that role. So even when Miz was getting the upper hand on Cena, it just didn't look believable. It does not look like the Miz could be up Cena. Hell, you could look at <clears throat> you could look like you could look at a man like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles, and we've gotten these matches: AJ Styles and, and Daniel Bryan up against Brock Lesnar. You would look at Brock Lesnar and go, "Brock's gonna win easily." But when you actually watch the match, they do it in such a way where it, it looks believable. The way their offense is set up. The way the match is laid out. It is believable that one of these men could beat Brock Lesnar. From how it looks. Miz never gave that to me. And then a couple years later... The mixed tag, Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. And Cena's in there 
He's sullen. He's he's letting the Miz beat him down, so that Cena could go get that tag and Nikki could shine. But it never looked believable. Like I said, these two are entered. If he if the Miz is on strictly for entertainment. Hell, I've seen Cena, uh, 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 go look on YouTube, Miz's best promos, you will see most of them are against Cena, I'm pretty sure he's, he's saying some real life shit there, about not liking Cena, about having opportunities taken away, this and that. But purely entertainment, Miz should be up there. Wrestling-wise, I don't think so. Now, the story of this list isn't about who's on it. It's about who's off of it. And people have been talking. There is one name missing from this list, and it is one CM Punk. Now, WWE obviously made this list. They're going to be biased of who they put on this list. I don't blame them. I get it. You don't like the guy. There's bad blood there. You don't want to mention this guy. But in all honesty, CM Punk is on this list. He should be. CM Punk has had good matches, good promos, even before the pipe bomb. When C- when CM Punk was just regular straight edge, then he took over the new Nexus. Then he drops that pipe bomb that no one, no one will ever forget. I think someone put it up that it's been 10 years or maybe even more. I think it's been more than 10 years since that uh, pipe bomb. Has that five-star match with Cena in Chicago at Money in the Bank. If you've never seen it, where have you been? Go watch it immediately. The crowd. Cena just in enemy territory. After that, had a match at SummerSlam. Good. They don't touch till I think the next year where they have a long feud with each other. Then there's that right before WrestleMania 29. These two just have a, just a match on Raw to see who's going to face The Rock at Mania for the WWE title. And these two go Nuts. These two have an excellent match. And it's on a Monday Night Raw. 
If you thought their Money in the Bank match was good, their second best match is that Raw match. They pulled out everything. See, CM Punk even pulled out the, the pile driver, and that's a banned move at the time. CM Punk and Cena, they just had that chemistry. They were amazing in the ring together. CM Punk able to to work these promos in about Cena. It just worked. It clicked. CM Punk's in the top 10. If If I look at the list right now, who I would take out, it's Miz. I think it would be Miz. Yeah, it'd be Miz. Maybe Brock because, like I said, they only touched... Just a handful of times. Nothing to be like, you are the greatest. One of the greatest rivals. But yeah, I put I put CM Punk there. Anyway, guys, that is it for the list. Maybe one day I'll look at the list and I will officially say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. But that's for another time. Anyway, guys. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you guys next time.